Welcome to the Wake Forest University Department of Counseling podcast. I'm Dr. Bob Nations, and I have with me I'm Dr. Shannon Warden. Bob, we got two special guests. Two special today. guests. I'm excited about this. Yes. We've got our friend and faculty colleague, Dr. Cheyenne Carter, and we also have Jay Buchanan, who's a Wake Forest alum. He is the director of the Start Gallery. Um, which is a, a gallery here in Renolda Village. Um, and he was explaining to me, start student art. Thank you, Jay. So I'm glad to have these folks here. Bob, what are we going to be talking about? We've got a wonderful topic um, that um, I'll let them introduce it and All see right. what they've been doing. Let's yeah. do it. Because so earlier this semester, I was approached by Jay, who had this glorious idea about using his studio art to really highlight some um, topics that are related to the mental health field. And so, Jay, I will have you explain what the project was, and then we'll spend a little bit of time talking about healing arts and how we can use um, various arts to promote healing in the community. Great. Um, so, yeah, the, the project was entitled Lean. Um, that's the name of the play that we did. Um, and basically what we, <laughs> what we did was um, Ann Peyton Brothers, who is a current junior at Wake Forest um, and a work-study student over at the Stark Gallery in Arnolda Village. Uh, it's all a big, small world story. Um, we were talking about the fact that when I was a student, um, we didn't get to do any theater together. I, I was very involved in the theater community. I was a, a theater major as well as a politics major. Um, and so we started looking for some plays that we could do that would maybe be just the two of us that would be very acting intensive and um, would offer us the opportunity to do a great deal of, of that creative work without a ton of production value or a lot of other sort of <laughs> costs or people having to be pulled in um, on, on a major side project. And then we got to thinking about it, and I remembered um, I did some research for, for Wake in London between my junior and senior years, and I had met this wonderful playwright named Isley Lynn, and she had shared this play with me called Lean, and it's about an hour long, and it deals with a man named Michael who has anorexia, and his wife who has been estranged from him for a number of months. And she returns and basically says, I'm not going to eat unless you eat, and you'll see what's happening, and maybe it'll fix this. Mm. And sort of chronicles that experience that they have, and of course that particular tactic is, is rife with problems, um, but it speaks to a lot of different elements of, of a relationship, um, and one that has been sort of marked by trauma and, and mental illness. Um, but the fact that it can grow and, and that love is really one of the only things that can heal people. So it was a really, really fantastic experience from a creative perspective. Um, we ended up wearing a lot more hats in the production process than we were expecting to. And so Ann Peyton got a little design experience and I got a bunch of production and PR experience. And those were really fun and interesting facets of the project too. But um, yeah, that sort of mental health element was the major focus and so we were able to get some funding from the interdisciplinary performance and the liberal arts center um, i place at wake forest to help make that happen um, they are a group that funds performance projects that that touch on other academic fields and really every performance project does um, that's uh, just a, <laughs> a secret hint um, but yeah anyway thank you that interdisciplinary because that's kind of an ideal in a way and until we make it more practically 
uh, real, right? To we and so that's y'all. And I'm loving. I'm I'm gonna look Osley Lynn up. Want to mm-hmm. make sure this person gets credit for this great play. Sure. Um, we're all partial to mental health uh, scripts and stories. Um, anyway, I think we're all storytellers as counselors. Anyway, so absolutely. I'm loving hearing all about that. And Cheyenne, tell us about how did you get involved? And I'm, I'm hearing the interdisciplinary piece. So it seems like a natural fit for counseling. How did you get involved with that? Jay reached out to me, and I don't remember exactly why you did originally. I basically found you in a big course listing and said you were going to be teaching about addiction counseling. That's right. Okay. And, and I, I know that's a piece that, that we talked about in that original meeting of um, I was teaching the graduate course in addiction here at Wake. And um, many people don't see eating disorders as an addictive process, and there's a lot of um, conversation and dialogue about that and so lots of different opinions but it is a a compulsive self-destructive behavior and so Mm -hmm. in the addiction course we do look at both alcohol and drug addiction but we also look at the process addiction so gambling sex addiction um, and then looking at the eating disorder specifically more related to binge eating disorder but again I think anorexia can fall within this compulsive self-destructive behavior so he reached out to me and um I have a little bit of a background in working with some other theater and healing arts type um, events with veterans. And so I was really, and that was so meaningful to me that when he reached out, I was like, oh, this is great. We've got to get involved. And so um, one of the things we identified that the class could help with was creating a resource list. So anytime you're doing something, um, I think as mental health professionals, we have to be aware of triggers for audiences, um, for wherever things are being presented. And so I knew that because in this play there's the eating disorders, there's grief, I believe it's the loss of a child, um, and then marital distress that obviously that could be distressing for the audience in some way. And so we wanted to make sure that there were some connections that they could make. And so the class kind of worked together to create a, a generalized resource list of both national organizations and local resources that they felt like they needed follow-up. Hmm. Hmm. Would y'all have been thinking about that, Jay? Cause I'm thinking, yes, yeah, score one for counseling. Were you thinking about a resource, was that your idea? No, Cheyenne brought the resource list idea to us. We were definitely thinking about the potential for triggers. We were definitely thinking that that kind of um, awareness was was important and was sort of part of the goal of doing something like this and representation of eating disorders and male mm-hmm. eating disorders and a number of other things were sort of at the forefront. Uh, but the idea that we can actually use this play as a platform to be a resource directly to the people who are seeing it mm-hmm. in addition to providing that sort of representation piece became more and more of a focus as the project went on mm. um, yeah you know what i love about that what that they're thinking about their audience you i know, know. Yeah. it's not just yeah. because i, I could that easily, is nice. I, know, yeah. I could have easily if i were them i would just be thinking like stage backwards oh yes yes but they're really oh. going out and thinking audience that's backwards. why Jay does what he does, and Into we do it. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Rewarding, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It is. It Jay, is. Jay, I'm curious, too, because I, I always seem very interested in how mental health is portrayed in, in movies and plays and the arts. Uh, how did you go about developing an understanding of eating disorders? Did you have some resources, some consulting? Certainly. Tell me about that. Um, so it's interesting. I, I have a similar fixation, and I, I deal with my own mental health um, situation, and I do not have an eating disorder. I, I deal with other things. Um, and so, right, it was interesting 
particularly throughout the process to, to pull in anecdotal experiences that were relevant, but then deal with the ways that they were not not the same, um, because of course there are divergences. Um, but yeah, I, I read a number of papers. Um, okay. The play itself also provides a pretty strong resource for the experience. The, okay. the character that I played was based pretty heavily on someone that Isley knew um, that she knew in, intimately, um, <laughs> intimately well, and so that story was not um, right, not entirely fabricated or, or pulled out of nowhere. Sure. It was it was based on real events, mm. um, and she also based her writing on a great deal of of academic research. So I, I would say that that has a lot to do with it. But right, I mean, being co-intentional with any population that you're trying to represent is critical um, in, in any kind of justice or healing theater. So, I, I, or really in, in any media, in fact. Um, so thank you for that question. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking about the creative process that goes into that. And of course, I'm looking at parallels of, of of how we're all doing in the in the role of educating counselors mm -hmm. and exceptional counselors, and we do research and we bring in experiences, and that helps them to be informed on how to become counselors as well. So we yeah. always use that. That's just where I was thinking about well, what's like. I, I so that's like, nice. Thanks, Jay. I know. I think I'm following the same parallel as you are, Bob. Just thinking about how that parallels for our students to be doing what you're doing in theater mm -hmm. you know is, is thinking about the audience's experience and so for us would be thinking about the client's experience and uh, where their story may have come from and yet we don't want to make presumptions about that story and so you know Isley is drawing from firsthand experience and then you are studying that to really be able to tell the story and then you pull in people like Cheyenne and these other 25 or 30 partners who said, hey, I can chip in something, an idea or a service or support. And um, that I love the parallel for counseling. Yeah. And so yeah. if we've got uh, either current or future student counseling students listening to this, I'm thinking y'all should be hearing. There's so many possibilities when we reach out to friends, others who have expertise and energy in their own fields, and then we merge those two. Oh gosh, Bob, I totally mm -hmm. just had a Wonder Twins moment. It was like <laughs> right Absolutely. there. Absolutely, <laughs> counseling too. Counseling and theater have, have a lot of uh, opportunities for yes. that kind of collaboration. I think, and it, it's something yeah. I got involved in as a student just a few years ago was um, work with the counseling theater troupe. Mm -hmm. So there are some actors that I place has has funded from a, like a long time ago actually um, we worked as client actors or, or yeah. patient actors with the counseling students I think in advanced skills yeah. and it was an incredible opportunity so that was a bit mm. of practice maybe for me in terms of learning how to pack a character on the basis of a mental health need but make a real person out of them because mm. no client comes in as a sort of fill form right. list that you can go through and, and that's right. not the point of patient acting the, the goal is to get at that human nuance mm. so that's just another one but absolutely i would encourage every counseling student to look at i place in the future too because there, there's all sorts of opportunities to do this right i place mm -hmm. so there's interdisciplinary mm -hmm. place and that's yep. through wake forest yep mm. It's a good school, Bob. It is. Indeed. We've got some wonderful opportunities and resources available. We do. I mean, you know, yeah. we're obviously shameless plug there talking about our programs, <laughs> but um, but they're pretty good, right? Uh, they are. They are. Um, I'll come back and give more plug to the online and the campus, but we've got the, y'all know. Jay, I guess I'm going to put this out because you may, let me just say it as if Jay doesn't know what he probably sure. does, but clinical <laughs> mental health counseling and school counseling. Mm -hmm. 
And um, so we get to work with cool people like Jay who uh, come in and provide uh, counseling, acting, counseling, acting counselors, acting clients. What's the phrase, Jay? I mean, well, we call, they call it like the counseling theater troupe, which is a very uh, straightforward, <laughs> like descriptive title. But right. but right, it was patient acting. That feels like yeah. what Thomas said about our podcast, the Department of Counseling podcast. Right. It says right. what it is. Straightforward as you can be. <laughs> That's cool. So, you know, students get a lot. And Cheyenne, I loved what you were saying about how you bring a lot to the addictions class and try to cover a broader uh, range of addiction. Um, do you want to say more about that? I think and especially as it relates to what can students expect when they're coming into our program. Addiction counseling is a pretty big field and even so much that you can do additional certifications and um, licensures around addiction counseling. So I think one class and it's kind of isolation is just an introduction and a foundation. There's so much to learn and I was reminded that teaching the class at the end of the semester I thought wow like 15 weeks was not enough at all. We could have had an entire four semesters of just eating disorders or just the sex addiction. Um, but it's a really good foundation believe that it's a class that really builds empathy. Um, a lot of people have been touched by addiction, and yet a lot of stigma still remains around addiction. And so in the course, there are a lot of conversations around building empathy for clients. The students actually engage in an abstinence project where they have to give up something for seven weeks, and then they journal about what that's been like. And um, that was fascinating, reading all those journals and just watching the organic learning kind of emerge. Um, it was really powerful for a lot of the students. Um, so I think that it's an exciting class. I think a lot of students end up really liking the topic, thinking they wouldn't have going in, because again, I think this addiction of people who are struggling with addiction are just selfish, um, make lots of bad choices. I mean, they just don't see the pain behind the usage of whatever it is. And so I think the course brings to light a very empathetic view of people who are wounded and that we all have self-destructive behaviors. We're all on the continuum of everything, pretty much. Um, so I just think it's a good introduction to addiction with an invitation to continue the learning. And I think that the thing I enjoyed the most about this project with Jay is, and just his view of this, was even the way that you did the talkbacks after the yeah. plays. And so as mental health professionals, I feel like we really have to value all of the different people who come together to support healing in our communities. And so we have to be good at being interdisciplinary yeah. professionals and knowing how to reach out and how to create connections and all of the different departments you had involved and the different people. Um, I would just be curious if you could say a little bit about, you know, who was involved in the talkbacks sure. after okay. the plays and yeah. what those kind of looked like and what y'all learned from that. Yeah, there's so much going on. I always, I always forgot that was one of the most incredible parts of the engagement was the fact that we had um, eating disorder clinicians from Winston-Salem, counseling mm -hmm. professors, and um, other scholars on campus who deal in issues of body image or masculinity or sort of the, the way that the body is treated by society um, come in, as well as Isley, come in from London um, to stay after. And so since the show was only about an hour long, we had some really robust talkbacks after every performance where like large swaths of every audience stayed and asked questions. Um, to the point that even Ann Payton and I were getting like tired by the end. We were like, oh my goodness, wow. Um, and it was great, and all of them were different, but all of them got across a lot of important points. Um, professionals from the University Counseling Center were also included, I should have mentioned that. Um, and right, that again is sort of part of that access building and, and the provision of resources in the same way that Cheyenne's awesome list did that. 
um, this offered some very explicit um, faces to the names um, to, to, to give people both a, a view of who can help and what needs to be said. Mm. You're both, uh, for me, uh, talking about compassion. There's, you know, I'm listening and I'm thinking it's being um, teaching students. There's more than just bad choices. There's a history of many things, many variables. And there's compassion is required to see a person through that light. And compassion is required, you know, to make time to dialogue with people about an experience they just had and really to um, be full circle, to be, you know, to close those loops, I guess we could say, of you know, um, people's experiences to, to really, whereas I think sometimes we've all, Bob, I think as a teacher, I've done this before where I'm in my head thinking I've covered all these bases. You know, we've taught what we needed to teach or, or or say if it's in a counseling role, I feel like we've talked about or covered some of the things. And Mm -hmm. if I'm the only judge of that, then right, it's going to be a pretty uh, narrow perspective. And so what do we do? But in this interdisciplinary model, bring in multiple voices and multiple angles and, in the classroom, right, trying to share multiple angles and encourage students to think in that way. Um, And so I'm just, you know, uh, compassion is, uh, you know, I know that's kind of a little sideline talk here in itself. We probably should talk on that another time, but I just love the compassion that I'm feeling in what you're trying to do and Cheyenne, what you're trying to teach to students is not only the the, uh, skill of counseling, but what we would say is the art of counseling, which definitely involves a lot of just consideration of the other people that are involved. I'm I kind of geek out on these things, Bob. You do I get excited. To, that, that's what's fun, though. Jay, yeah. I have to button it up. I just have to button it up. Oh, no, I love it. Please, no. <laughs> Let oh the gosh. excitement live. Well, and what yes. I really appreciate about all those, too, and this has been both with this project and the other theater project I'm involved with that has to do with veterans, is there are so many people who have wounds and who are struggling who will never come to a counseling office. Yeah. And so I think as mental health professionals and for students who are thinking about coming into this field, we have to be creative about how to create safe spaces so people will come to us, but also how to, to, to take our work into the community that might open up doors for people to think, hey, maybe this wouldn't be that bad to go talk to someone about this. Yeah. Or yeah. even if it's a singular learning experience and they don't ever do any follow-up and do maybe the bigger, broader work that we would hope someone could, maybe it's just a little bit. And I think that that in itself mm-hmm. has healing potential and just is a part that um, and it's great. Some counselors love being in an office and just seeing clients back to back that comes in, and that's great. I just know that I'm someone who likes being out in the community a little bit more, and so it's kind of fit my professional needs in some ways while still um, just being creative about how we can take our work out to the masses. Yeah. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. Jay, when is the next play? <laughs> I don't know yet, actually. Um, <laughs> Ten it years. Was, it was a really fun, <laughs> right? No, it was a really fun independent project, uh, but it was hard on top of a full-time <laughs> job and Ann Payton's full-time student life. Um, so we will find out. Um, but thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to more of these collaborations, and um, it just feels like there's so many possibilities. So I hope. Um, I hope that's one of the things anybody who's listening to this is thinking, gosh, there's a lot of possibilities in counseling. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of collaborations that are possible to make change and bring healing in communities. And um, I was... Uh, Jay used the word, I think, I think you used it, love. Yeah. Love is one of the few things you said that can really heal. And um, so he's speaking our language. Speaking our language. You right. know, I'm thinking, yes. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, y'all, is there anything else that we're not asking before we get ready to sign off here? Anything y'all just wanted to say? I just want to thank Jay for his vision and for his um, 
bringing this to our department. Um, I just appreciate what you're doing and that there's someone again who has the theater and the political science background and yet you're still, um, you have your eye on, on people and on healing and I just appreciate what you did for the, the community and, and doing this project. I will throw the thanks right back. Y'all are amazing and I appreciate the receptiveness to the sort of, I don't know, unconventional approach of, of mental health questions because I, I think that that's the some of the most important stuff and some of the most difficult stuff to talk about. So every opportunity that I have I have gotten to see you all facilitate those conversations, I have been really impressed. Mm. Thank you, Jen. You're good. Bob, this is what we do. I love it. Isn't it, isn't it fun? It is fun. It's exciting. I know. And, of course, we're going to give a shout-out to the Wake Forest uh, University Department of Counseling. Um, Jay, Cheyenne, you know, we're always pushing – you know, we want people to come. We want people to come, you know, check us out, see what you think about this online and campus. Either way, there are, you know, a couple of different options for folks, mm-hmm. clinical mental health counseling and school counseling. Um, we also have a master's in human services uh, program as well. So We're online. Right, because right. we're trying to, not that we're the only holders of goodness, but we're trying to take our goodness and give it to whoever wants to come and partner in that and, and then themselves exactly. go out and be givers of goodness i need a hashtag on that (laughs) givers of goodness givers of goodness (laughs) all right bob i think we did it i think so all right thank you all thank you